1: Yay Yay yeah, Welcome right. to Done Being Single. Welcome. Thank you. Welcome to you too.
0: Why thank you. Sure.
1: It's a lovely welcome. Isn't it a nice show? I think so. Come on in, right? <laughs> Have the a water's see. warm. So uh, we are um, we're gonna get metaphysical today. Oh. I like the a subject part. I know you hate. Why? Because you are a uh, the you're the opposite of metaphysical believer.
0: What is the opposite of metaphysical?
1: Although I will thank you for your indulgence in my astrological, um, I don't know, studies. Do I have you a are. choice? No, you don't. Because I really don't. It's, it's all metaphysical. When you right? tell
0: me that I can't go and buy a shirt because there's a moon void, or I shouldn't think <laughs> about doing anything that I want to do. Be, I shouldn't go in an elevator
1: because... Because is retrograde. Because Mercury's okay, retrograde. Okay, but anyway, so, which is all true.
0: I don't have a choice in this matter because it seems like you consult your astrological guide yes. on a hourly basis and then you give me instructions on what I can and cannot do.
1: Hourly? Are you serious? You mean minute by minute. <laughs> yeah,
0: I do know that too. Okay, I was, I was okay. giving you the benefit of the doubt there.
1: When I say metaphysical, I'm talking about the concept of energy and the energy that you subconsciously put out and that you get back in return. And that is the uh, focus of today's discussion. And our guest today is Arielle Ford, and she is kind of the master at this. And there's so much, I think, that is relevant to today's dating culture. The law of attraction is the belief that positive or negative thoughts bring positive or negative experiences into a person's life okay the belief is based on the idea that people and their thoughts are both made from pure energy and that through the process of like energy attracting like energy a person can improve their own health wealth and personal relationships and dating chances or dating success i want to also add I don't think that people are altogether conscious of what they're all, what they're doing, what they're saying, what the impact and consequences of their actions and desires, and what what where that gets them. Yes. Okay. Are are you you with me on this? I'm I'm with
0: you. I I I did do some studying up on this, so I I'm not totally a neophyte on it.
1: So, for example, you know, people, single people, who doesn't want love? This is what usually happens. You want it so bad that you end up pushing it away or sabotaging your chances. This is what I'm talking about.
0: We have witnessed that in many people we know.
1: Yes, male and female. Everything from digital dating to just being attached to your phone, there are things that I believe hurt your chances in love.
0: Yes, I believe it too.
1: So as weird as it sounds, I want people to understand that the metaphysical component of their actions and desires I want them to understand that that could possibly undermine their efforts. Because I know I'm guilty of that. I was guilty of that. And we are all guilty of that every day of our lives, every little thing, whether it's dealing with business or clients or even aging parents. <laughs> Correct? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's applicable to everything. Like I said, I don't know if people are altogether aware of how important and how Im- impactful, the negative positive thinking thing uh, or limited beliefs. I
0: think that uh, people have found that they can get themselves in a rut and a bad pattern of needing the digital devices attached to them at all times and are afraid of what they are missing if they are not monitoring what's going on minute by minute.
1: That's exactly.
0: And the people that witness that are able to say that can't be a good thing but the people that are possessed by it are not aware
1: exactly
0: so how are we going to present this to these people so they're not insulted but they are motivated to change
1: well with our help of course okay. because
0: and ariel's help. yeah too.
1: this is what this show is all about this is what we do this is our work we, have a, we are a public service. That's what I like to say. Okay. And I do agree with you. I think being too attached to your phone, too reliant on dating apps, and too hyper-focused on social media is going to absolutely sabotage and undermine everything that you want. It's just counterproductive.
0: I don't think that people realize that we live IRL. Mm-hmm. We don't live online we do live in real life and you can have a online profile and a life online but that's not where you reside it should not be where you reside you reside amongst other humans Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in a 2d 3d world that you touch and feel and for those people that are predominantly residing online don't get to feel that don't get to experience that
1: you're correct This is what I'm saying, they think they're connected. They think they're so connected, right? They're just, they're monitoring every like and every comment and every swipe, and yet it eludes them. Happiness and love continue to elude them. Would they think so? Uh, Yes.
0: Oh, really? I don't think so. Yes. I don't think they would think that it's eluding them. I think that they think that they are in the thick of it and they need to be slapped a little bit about what they're missing or if they 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 may not feel they're missing anything they may feel that this is their life they have more of a life online well, the, this, than in real life
1: I know but that's not a life that's not a life that's
0: a judgment on your part
1: but that's not but that's a, a an illusory that's that's an imagine, imaginary okay. life that's a you know potential that's i don't think it's healthy and i don't think people are aware and that's that's our job is to hit people over the head and smack them around and make them understand that maybe hmm maybe you need to take a little harder look at yourself and maybe that what you think you're doing to empower yourself is actually working you're working at cross purposes you are doing things to subconsciously hurt yourself and i'm a full believer in the law of attraction okay do i do i work it like the steps no but you know i i read the secret i saw the movie It really resonated with me. It continues to. And I believe in it. I believe that the energy you put out does come back. I do believe in the power of positive thinking. I'm very careful about my thoughts because thoughts are things. And we're going to talk about all this.
0: So let's bring on Ariel.
1: Let me tell you a little bit about Arielle Ford. She is a love and relationship expert and a leading personality in the personal growth and contemporary spirituality movement. For the past 25 years, she has been living, teaching, and promoting consciousness through all forms of media. She is a speaker and the producer and host of Evolving Wisdom's Art of Love series. Her mission is to help people find love, keep love, and most importantly, be love. Arielle is a gifted writer and the author of 11 books, including the international bestseller, The Soulmate Secret, Manifest the Love of Your Life with the Law of Attraction. Yeah, hello. She is the author of Turn Your Mate into Your Soulmate, devoted to exploring a simple, fun, and effective way to attain groundbreaking shifts in perception so that you can embrace and find the beauty and perfection in yourself and your mate. She's been called the Cupid of Consciousness and the Fairy Godmother of Love. She lives in La Jolla, California with her husband soulmate, Brian Hilliard, and their feline fr- Oh God, I almost read that as feminine friends. Mm. They're feline mm. friends. They may be
0: feline
1: I, I, Great. I, I love my feminine I friends. I love cat ladies. Join her newsletter at soulmatesecret.com. And she is also a returning champ. Back Welcome. to done being single. <laughs> Hello Hello. Hi, guys. How are you?
0: We're <laughs> great. Thanks for being on again.
1: Thank you so you've been listening in i know this is in your wheelhouse right up your alley first i'm going to ask you about the law of attraction i know it's kind of in the the common uh, vernacular but for those who don't know about it tell us a little bit about it
2: the law of attraction states we draw to us the people places and experiences that match our state of being so if our state of being is i'm loved i'm lovable i'm lucky in love that's most likely what your experience will be. But if you're saying to yourself, oh, I'm such a loser when it comes to love, I'm too old, I'm too fat, I'm too damaged, all the good ones are taken, I'm never gonna find love, that too will be your experience. So the law of attraction really works when you know how to work it, and it involves that you need to be an emotionally mature adult that is willing to manage their thoughts and their beliefs. That's the short version.
0: That's a good short version.
2: And thank you very much for being on Done Being Single.
1: (laughs) 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 It's been a great show.
0: We do have to go to a break, though, but we are going to come right back with Ariel Ford. So we'll be right back. And we are back.
1: The concept of energy is foreign to people. They look at you like you're nuts when you say you've, you've got bad energy or your energy is not working or it's counterproductive. This is the question I, I have for Ariel. How do you explain that to people who may or may not understand?
2: Well, I'm very fortunate. I don't run into people who don't understand energy, but for the two people out there that may not, have you ever walked into a room and nobody's talking, but you immediately sense the tension in the room? Right? Mm -hmm. Who hasn't that happened to? Because everything is energy, it's not a concept. Energy is not a concept, energy is a reality. The whole universe is made up of energy and we can sense it, feel it, hear it, sometimes even smell it. Uh, There's other ways to describe it. You might call it a frequency, you might call it a vibration. And if you wanna be a master at using the law of attraction, then you need to co-create your energy, co-create your frequency so that you're vibrating at the place you most want to be. So make it even simpler. If, if you say, what I most desire in my life is to have more love, then you need to be focusing your thoughts, feelings, beliefs, and emotions on all the love you already have. Because if you're focused on the love that you think you don't have, if for you, you are at a love deficit or love is missing, the only thing you're going to call into your life is what appears to be more lack of love. Is that making sense?
1: Exactly. That's what I'm saying by today's dating culture is, to me, it's the only place, in a way, it's the only place to look for love for a lot of people. But like the old song, you know, Looking in, what is it, looking for love in all the wrong places?
2: Okay, so let's clear this up because it's, it's really just makes me crazy when people say online dating doesn't work. Online dating does work. In fact, the latest statistics just came out 40% of all marriages now start online. It is the fastest, easiest, most effective way to meet somebody is online. For the people who've tried it and say it doesn't work, it hasn't worked because they don't know what they're doing and they're not using it properly. Just like you can't drive a stick shift five-speed Porsche if you don't know how to drive a stick shift, (laughs) you can't make the online dating apps work for you if you don't know what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And we can have a long talk if you want about Mm -hmm. how to make that happen. The other thing to know about online dating is that the divorce rate, I hope you're sitting down, the divorce rate's under 10% for people who meet and marry online. So to say online dating isn't good or doesn't work is just another way to make sure that a year from today you're still single.
0: That's a great stat that I did not know about the uh, online divorce rate.
2: Wow. I'm yeah, and it's, to... it's, it's, it's there's not a lot of information out there right now about it, so you can try and Google it and you're not gonna find a lot, but um, what is out there is showing that that's, that's true. And, and the other, part of the reason that's true is because people are now getting married much later. They're no longer getting married at 21 or 22. It's more like 29 or 30. And that the maturity growth in those years makes a big difference as well. So that is for first or second marriages, the divorce rate? I'm only talking about first marriages. Second marriages have a 64% chance of divorce. Third marriages have a 72% chance of divorce. So thinking that you have to leave the one you're with because it's gonna get better in round two, most of the time isn't true. And the reason it isn't true is because the person who most needs to change in relationship is not you, not your partner. But people like to point their finger and blame and said, if only you were such and such, then I could be happy. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't work that way.
0: Were those stats for online second and third marriages? No,
2: or? no there are no stats that I know of okay. for second and third so marriages just, that are related know. to online dating. Well, that, that does make sense. Okay, so. so let's talk about the do's and don'ts of
1: digital dating. Let's talk about that because I think that, I'm, I agree with you, I think people do it the wrong way. And I think that maybe you'd agree it's um people put too much uh, emphasis on it and it's not everything but it is it is something See, I,
2: would, I would say they don't put enough emphasis on it and here's why you know let's say that you and i decide we both need a new little black dress to go to a cocktail party right mm-hmm. we could get on to sax avenue.com or macy's.com and immediately we put in our specs. Okay, we want long sleeve, lace, black, scoop, neck, designer, little black dress, and whatever's available would come up. We'd pick one or two and then we'd get free shipping and we'd try them on and see if it works and maybe keep one, maybe not, right? Right. Online dating is exactly like that. So before you even start online dating, you have to really know what is it you most desire. So let's, I'm just gonna make all this up. Let's say I'm ready to go online dating. I'm very clear that I want to have a traditional marriage. I don't want polyamory. I don't wanna live next door to you. I wanna have a legal wedding, live in the same house, and uh, you must love dogs, and you must love living near the ocean, and lead a healthy lifestyle. Okay, Mm -hmm. so those are like my Mm must-haves. That's the first thing you're gonna learn about me in my profile. Most people waste all this time giving lists of stuff of what they wanna do and they write 500 to 1,000 word profiles that nobody's ever gonna read. So writing the profile is really critical and you need to keep it ideally to 250 words under 300 max. The other thing you need is great pictures. People want to see what you look like, not Photoshop pictures, not pictures from 10 years ago, no pictures with your kids or wearing hats or sunglasses, just you, just the real you. And a lot of times when I talk to women, especially women of childbearing age that want to have children, they're afraid to say that what they're looking for up front is, you know, I'd like to be a stay at home mom and, you know, push out two or three kids and do X, Y, and Z, and they contract and say, oh, but I don't want to scare anybody off. And I say to them, yes, you do. The first thing you want to do is scare off all the people who don't want what you want. You know, mm-hmm. we're shopping here. You know, so that's the first part. Clarity for yourself. What are your must, must-haves? And then how can you write a profile that in a light-hearted, fun, open way reveal some of your personality some of your desires and let somebody know what you're bringing to the party because often these profiles are written with you know me 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 this is what I want and this is who you're gonna be as opposed to you know if you're a woman writing to a man you may hate sports never participated in athletics but you know let's get real here most guys have some interest in some kind of sport so if if you've you know, live here in San Diego and you've never been to a professional sporting game, you could say, you know, I've never been to a major league baseball game. I'd love to try a Padres game someday. Just some little statement that says, hey, I'm open and adventurous, right?
0: Because that's going to appeal to the male who is a sports fan and may say, wow, she's never been to a Padres game. I'd love to take her to a Padres game.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So and and uh, you know if you're a guy writing to a woman you could say, listen I never miss a Tom Cruise Mission Impossible, Born Identity kind of movie, and I'm totally open and willing to go to a chick flick with you. Mm-hmm. You know if I read that it's like oh this guy's pretty cool you know because you gotta assume most guys don't want to go see Bridget Jones's Diary. You know, my husband, when we first got together, didn't want to go the, to those kinds of movies. But after we went to a few, he said, you know what I like best about going to these movies? And I was like, what? He said, I love the sound of your laughter. You know, oh, he found a reason so nice. to go with me.
0: Are you saying he doesn't hear that outside <laughs> of a movie theater?
2: Well, one, one of our ongoing things is that I, I'm a very black and white literal person and he loves Monty Python, which I don't get at all. And so he's being funny in his sarcastic guy-like way. And I'm like, I don't get it. You know, So he has now learned if he's going to say something funny, he starts with, Ariel, this is a joke.
0: <laughs> oh, so, okay, he, he's got disclaimer up front. You know, it's very interesting because I love the sound of Trevor's laugh and she offers it. Up all the time and you know whether i'm funny or not you know she's you she's, a, she's a wonderful it helps that you're funny she's a wonderful audience for me and uh she she gets my sarcasm most of the time
1: when i don't hate I, it
2: yes <laughs> well i i was born without the gene to detect irony or sarcasm oh
0: i know people like you it's they're.
2: yeah it's no, not my fault it's it's you know it's a defect i was born with
0: it is a defect how yeah. can that be
2: I don't know. I got I got some really good qualities, though, so I guess those make up for the ones I don't have. I think you should attend the Robbie
1: Scharf School of Irony and Sarcasm. <laughs> uh, online classes are forming now. Sign me up. <laughs> yeah, he's... I don't know he, if it can be taught. that
2: sarcastic. It can't be
0: taught or appreciated. I think you just have to... Well, it's, it, that, right.
1: it, it's like irony, texting. It's like it, so much is... Irony is always lost in texting.
2: Yeah, let's talk about texting for yes. a second. Okay, so when you're online dating... Absolutely do not waste any of your precious life texting with a stranger. And the early days of dating, the only, 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 only purpose of texting is, I'm looking for parking or Mm -hmm, I'm running mm -hmm. late. If you get into these long, sexy, flirty texts and you haven't actually shared molecules with them yet, you haven't spoken to them on the phone, you haven't sat in a cafe with them, you are going to be very disappointed because lots of people give good texts, mm-hmm. and it's no indication of who they are. So do not waste time texting. I totally and, agree. And if somebody's insisting on texting, just say, "Listen, we need to get to a phone call. I want to hear the sound of your voice." And if they won't go to a phone call, next.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. I I didn't like people that carried on uh, days long, you know, converse, text conversations. Oh, I hate, that. I hate that. I always thought that just looked that just felt came off as needy. It just
0: well, there's a, there's a uh, you're kind of using it as a shield or some uh, kind That's of just a not crutch.
2: Well, whatever there's, it's using, not useful. It it, it,
0: there's too much that cannot get translated through in a text. Where especially
1: when you're getting to know someone.
0: Yes, especially in the beginning uh, phases of a relationship, texting is for I'm out in front. I'll meet you in five. I'm running yeah, late. I'm That's a text. That's I understand. But anything more than that is. I feel really okay well this detrimental
1: and but this is what we're kind of talking about today because I think people are too way too attached to their phones it's too much it's too uh it's they're seeking validation they're looking for I don't care if they're swiping or texting or or checking likes or whatever it's just to me subconsciously they're just keeping it more away from them it, when you're when you become so consumed it's counterproductive
0: Okay. Yeah. On that note, we do have to take our second break, so we are going to come right back with Trevor, myself, and Ariel Ford, and we are back.
1: Okay, you want to give me a hard time because well, I I'm think that you know
0: <laughs> we're talking about uh, <laughs> moon is. voids and retrogrades and things like that, and how important they are in some people's lives, and how unimportant they are in others that are unaware of this. And I guess my question is, if you are unaware of a moon void or a retrograde. And things just naturally happen. You get a flat tire. Something goes wrong with something else. And you don't know to attribute it to a moon void or a retrograde. Is life really worse because of that? No. Okay.
2: No, but... I have a better analogy for you. So let's say you're going down the driveway and there's one of those big electronic signs up that says, uh, slow down, anticipated, road work ahead right? Yes. It's just a little warning sign that things may slow down or they may not, but it brings to your awareness that there's potential danger. And it's the same thing with astrology. It's not a given that Mercury retrograde, everything's going to go to hell in a handbasket, although sometimes it does. But it's just it's just a way to have you be more aware that if you have the option not to sign a contract or not to buy airline tickets during those three-week periods, maybe it's best not to, you know? So that's the way I use it. I, I agree with you.
0: I, I agree with you, Ariel, because I think that Treva frames it similar to that most of the times, but I think it's a little bit heavier handed. Uh, I mean, she's she's pretty strict about no contracts, being signed, Don't initiate negotiations. projects. Yes. Uh, don't buy don't, things. Don't, don't pitch things. Don't do things that you would do normally. And I guess my, you know, my thought is, what if I didn't know about this, and things that do happen, and actually get greenlit during these times, and you can sign something, and something you know doesn't go wrong? Is it still, you know, I, I understand the awareness thing, but I, I have a, a a little bit of an issue with keeping commerce from normally happening during
2: these times. It's really personal choice. You right. know, for me, I find that when Mercury's retrograde, all my electronics tend to go wonky. Now, does it stop my life? No. And like I said, it's just about choice. So if I can choose to wait till Mercury is direct before I sign a contract, on the off chance that that's correct information, I'd rather have destiny working in my favor.
1: Yes, exactly. Why not have, if you have a little edge, why not use it? So
0: okay. does that apply to initiating contact to some new person online? That you're meeting
2: no I don't think so I, I mean listen I think if you're serious I mean if you're dead serious about finding love then you need to have a seven day a week half hour a day practice of sitting down and looking at you know who's trying to reach out to you and then searching for people that you want to reach out to this is where most women fail at online dating they sit back passively waiting for Mr. Wright to, to make the first move. And when it comes to online dating, there's, there's no hard and fast rules. I, I suggest to women all day long, go out there and go hunting. But the way to hunt uh, is, the, is what my friend Matt Boggs, who's a genius love expert, Matt says, is by dropping a hanky. So what that looks like is, uh, Trevor, let's say you find Robbie's profile online and he writes in there, I am crazy about the Hawaiian pizza at Sammy's. And he's written a bunch of other stuff. Some you like, some you don't. So you just drop him a quick message. Hey, I think we might be pizza soulmates. I also love the Hawaiian pizza at Sammy's. Period. Hit send. Mm -hmm. You don't have to tell him to look at your profile. He's going to do that anyway. And then if he likes what he sees, he'll send you back a pithy little thing. Well, maybe this is a sign from the universe. We should eat pizza together, Mm -hmm. you know? That sounds like a first date already planned. That's very cute. I I think it's a
0: great idea because you automatically are connecting on one subject that you know the person is going to want to see. Right.
2: And they they saw that you're fun and you're playful and there's no pressure. It's not heavy. Right. It's just fun. Okay. So It's it's
0: a very good tip.
2: Actually. Yeah, no, it's a, it's
1: great because it's not too much. It's, it's great just intro. enough. It's like a, oh, a, it's a, a little in there, you know. It's kind of like the, you're right. It's like, it's like dropping a hanky, or it's that's, like, that's you know, it's Matt like bat, batting your everything. eyes, or, or making eye contact. And It's or better something. if somebody
0: said, "Ooh, I hate Hawaiian pizza."
1: Well, you know, <laughs> anything is an opportunity to be cute or funny, or everything's an in. It could be. Everything, I, I everything
2: is a, everything's an icebreaker. I had one client. Um, where she was doing this and when she saw the guy's profile he lived in her city she was very intrigued by a lot of things but the thing that captured her was one of the photos of himself Uh, he was an amateur sports photographer and he had one of those you know three feet long photo lenses and all all she wrote to him was i have lens envy (laughs) very cute and now they're engaged. Oh. oh. How lovely. See, it, it helps to be. So
0: they're sharing it, the same lens these days.
1: So you, can, you just have to be lighthearted. You're correct. Funny, it'd be you, uh, and not overthink it. That's that usually you get into trouble when you overthink things, which leads me to my next question, I guess, about. So let's say you did everything right. You you posted great pictures on your profile, and you wrote a great uh, little you know essay about yourself, and you kept it succinct and pithy and fun and cute and clever. And what about um, the frame of mind? You go into it how do you stop yourself from becoming obsessed and letting it define you and using it as your sole source of validation? How do you stop that from happening with anything digital, whether it's just your your phone or dating apps or Facebook or whatever?
2: Well, I, I can't speak to everything because there's a dopamine addiction component to smartphones that I'm not qualified to get into. But in terms of you know whether people responding or not responding to you, there's no control over that. You're just gonna put yourself out there, and a lot of it's a numbers game, some of it's divine timing, and one of the things about the law of attraction is that it's actually a paradox. So on the one hand, you have to have all this clarity about your desire and being willing to get into action about making stuff happen, and at the same time, simultaneously, you need to maintain your composure and be surrendered and detached from the outcome. Mm-hmm. And that's hard for people to do. It's oh. like trying to get somebody to define what the speed of balance is. You know, you, it's just one of those mind twisters.
1: No, you are, you're exactly, you're hitting the, the nail on the head here. This is exactly what I'm talking about. That to me, letting go, surrendering, detaching from the outcome is only going to help your chances. It's only to me, it's only gonna bring love faster to you as opposed to bearing down and white knuckling and overthinking and over efforting. It just never, it just stays away
2: to me. Right? You're you're repelling love. You're repelling it. You're not attracting it. and, And women tend to do this more than men. And the reason is we've been taught that in business to be successful, we need to lean in. And that's correct, when we're working, we're in our masculine testosterone-driven mode, we're leaning in, we're making shit happen. But if you want to be the feminine energy in a heterosexual relationship, and that's all I'm speaking to here because I have no credibility outside of, of this, you need, women in particular, need to lean back and be receptive. So it's okay to ask for what you want. It's okay to be in action. It's okay to be dropping hankies. And lean back, open your arms and just say, God, universe, goddess, whatever, I am ready to receive the love of my life. But
1: what if you don't have faith? What then if you're you don't if you
2: don't have faith, you're you're just gonna be screwed. You know, you can't buy faith on the shelf. You know, either you're gonna trust yourself and trust the universe. And stop telling yourself stories about why God has picked you out of 7.5 billion people to be the only one who doesn't get love. Mm -hmm. You know, what's the payoff in that conversation? How much of a victim do you want to be? Or are you going to self-manage your thoughts and your beliefs and your emotions? So not to say you're not going to have days where you doubt or you're frustrated. That, of course, will happen. But you have to bring yourself back. And if you can't bring yourself back, then this is why God invented coaches, Mm -hmm. you know? Get some help. Mm -hmm.
0: Ariel, do you have any tips in how to recognize if you are addicted to an online fixation? And what tips are there to, to break this addiction?
2: You know, I would have to say pretty much everybody's got some kind of an online soft addiction these days. It's just sort of built into the system. I mean, I catch myself all the time reaching for my phone. Oh, you know, who sent me a message? You know, do I have any new email? How many people like this posting on Instagram or whatever? So what I do for myself is that at eight o'clock every night, my phone goes to bed. Mm -hmm. It gets plugged in in the kitchen where I can't see it or hear it. And for 12 hours, I'm off the dopamine trail you know but it's a choice it's a decision that I've made otherwise you know if I get up to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night and the phone's there you know oh let's see what happened overnight you know and if it's if it were handy I would do it which is why I leave it in the kitchen
1: yeah this is if you and I I agree with you me too and me too can you imagine what it's like to be single and I don't know how long have you been married
2: uh, twenty-one years and two days. Wow, okay, so
0: congratulations. congratulations, happy anniversary.
2: So you kind of missed this whole current totally. date, yeah, right? It, right?
1: Can it, you imagine? Can you? Im- we
2: barely had AOL when we met.
1: Uh, right. right and correct. So it's that much harder now for I think for single people. Okay, easier I, and harder.
2: I would say it's that much easier now. Yeah, no,
1: easier and harder in a way.
2: Yeah, I don't see. I don't think it's harder. I really don't. Having watched. Like if I look back on where I had to go and what I had to do to meet somebody, prior to the you know, advent of online dating really taking off, you had to meet somebody at work or at a bar, a social situation, or be fixed up, you know? Now there's this you know, glass highway to an infinite number of potential partners. It just requires a new skill set and a whole new level of discernment, because unlike in the past, if your friend fixed you up, you know, you, you could ask them for background on them, like, have, you know, what's your experience been? Now you have to, you know, rely on social media and, and what you see and hear for yourself. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, we do have to go to our, our last break right now, but we will be right back with more from Ariel Ford. And we are back.
1: Can we talk a little bit more about my favorite subject? Your Stro- mother? <laughs> no, and not astrology. No. Uh, betting. No. Yeah, um, that's up there. Prosecco? I like that too. Espresso? Uh, one of my faves.
0: <laughs> uh, no. What, uh, one, uh, shopping?
1: No, that's down there. That's not, not high up on the list. Mm-hmm. Uh, no. Did The concept of detaching from the outcome. That and surrender.
2: Yes, because the outcome you know it's we we want to know how and when and where and why it's all going to happen we want certainty in something in which even if i told you the answer you wouldn't believe me anyway you know somebody could say well how do i know i'm going to meet somebody and i could you know let's say i had a crystal ball and i could tell them they still wouldn't believe me they still wouldn't feel confident about it which is why you have to really self manage your thoughts and your emotions you know just know that Deepak Chopra always says that the way you know you're on the right track is if you have a desire for something, the fulfillment of that desire is within the desire. The fact that you have the desire is the assurance that it can or will come true.
1: That is deep and heavy and uh That exact- is Deepak. That's that Deepak. It, it, yeah, man. That is, but that's the, that is the essence of this, this episode and what I'm talking about. It's having faith.
2: It is having faith. And I tell people all the time that learning to be with not knowing is the greatest spiritual act you can do. Oh, yes.
1: Excuse me, I just might have had an orgasm.
2: Yes, a orgasm. I love that. Yeah, I just read a whole newsletter about it uh, last week. Being with not knowing is the greatest spiritual act it's the act of faith of trusting and knowing that what you've asked for is already yours because on the quantum level it is i'll just do a one minute on quantum science so what people who study quantum science have all agreed exists is that on the quant in the quantum field we are already connected to everything and everybody energetically okay Mm -hmm. that's just an accepted fact so the truth is your soulmate is not missing. Mm-hmm. Soulmate on the unseen plane in the field is already connected to you. What you don't know is the date, time, and place of when you're going to meet in mm-hmm. the 3D mm-hmm. world.
1: hmm. Yes. Amen, sister.
2: Right. And I have a process to connect people to meet their soulmate today. And uh, when you're ready, I can tell you where it exists on my website, but it's free. Okay.
0: Uh, I want to know more. So okay. go, go ahead. So
2: sh- help. It, this is what I call love before first sight. And I have a closed eyed process. I call these processes feelingizations. Mm-hmm. And at my website, which is soulmatesecret.com, there's a tab called free stuff go to free stuff go to feelingizations and you'll see the one called golden cord all you do is you know opt in listen to the golden cord feelingization okay. and you will be connected to your soulmate in the field on the quantum unseen level and you can begin your relationship with them today
1: wow okay do they know this i'm in does it work for other things other than dating
2: Well, this, it works for everything because you're connected to everything in the field. So this particular one is talking about connecting at the heart level with your soulmate, but you can just change out the words. So, you know, people will say, well, I need money and I tell them the money's in the field, but when's the money going to come? I said, go into the field and connect to the money. Right? Yeah. It's it's where it is right now and it's yours. It just, you know, hasn't shown up in your bank account yet because you don't really believe it's gonna be there. And that's where faith comes in again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, if you can mm-hmm. get in touch with your inner abundance, oh my God, how lucky am I? I have so much fresh air to breathe and so much, you know, clean water to drink, and so many people in my life who already love me and I have a chair to sit in. If you can reach that level of gratitude for all the abundance you already have. Right. all he's gonna do is attract more abundance that is
1: true and i will i want to add another component to that is that when you when you trust you relax right and when you relax you attract because true. you're not looking for it and you're not sweating it and you're not i think I think the biggest misconception about digital dating because there's there's labor involved with you know messaging and texting and swiping and is that um, somehow you can make love happen uh, by the sweat of your brow? That that you know you have to be you have to be on it and managing it and monitoring it and it's turning people into slaves to their phones and it's turning and this is the point I'm making it's turning them into slaves to social media and I find that a little bit of a, a dangerous and sort of a sad empty existence because. There is no faith. There's no belief. There's no. Tr- where's the belief? Where's the trust? Where's the the? Well, where's the I ability say. to exhale and say, you know what? I'm doing the best I can. This is as, this is as good as it's gonna get. I'm pretty fantastic. So let's let's see what the universe has for me, as opposed to the other way around, where I have to go out there and, uh, you know, and and really buckle down and make it happen.
2: Well, it's both, and I think that if you have a practice of committing a half-hour day to it, then, you know, fill up the rest of your time with the stuff you need to do and want to do. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be a 24-7 constant monitoring. You know, you could just decide from 5.30 to 6 p.m. every day, that's when I, you know, open my heart and open my screens. Right, exactly. Exactly my soulmate searching and then the rest of the time have a life yes thing to know is by having this practice of a half hour a day focused on love Mm -hmm. once you get the soulmate you're going to have to spend a lot more time and then that to nurture the relationship so if you're saying i'm just too busy i can't be bothered you're telling the universe i'm just too busy i can't be bothered with a relationship well i yeah
1: i think a lot of people put up obstacles
0: And the universe will hear that.
1: Because, right.
0: And it will not send you what you were looking for.
2: Or it will take it away because you haven't nurtured it.
1: Or it'll it'll give you what you think you're worth. You know, water seeks its own level. So I've seen that happen a million times. If you don't have healthy self-worth, I mean, listen, I say this pretty much every episode, dating to me is an exercise in self-worth.
2: And there's a part of it that, that I want people, there are people out there who are not dating yet because they don't think they love themselves enough. They've been sold this bill of goods by the self-love so-called experts that until you love yourself, nobody else can love you. And that just drives me crazy because the truth is, the fastest way to have more self-worth and to love yourself more is to be with your soulmate. When you have somebody looking at you and you can see how much love they have for you, your level of self-esteem and self-love goes through the rooftop. And the truth is none of us, no matter how much work we've done on ourselves, unless we came from a place of self-loathing, in which case you need psychiatric help, but if you're not in self-loathing, you'll always have self-doubt. That's Mm -hmm. just just Mm -hmm. part of nature. Even Paul McCartney still doubts whether he's relevant. I heard him have a whole conversation with it recently on TV. So you never outgrow that. You can never be thin enough, rich enough, successful enough, to To decide I don't need any more work right
0: well this is a uh, time to wrap it up too
1: bad because this is some thought provoking shit we're dealing with Arielle, tell
0: people how uh, we can find uh, you online
2: sure I'm super easy to find my website is soulmatesecret.com and as I mentioned there's a tab called free stuff there's lots of free goodies to check out and I'm on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash soulmate secret. And I'm also on Twitter under my name at Ariel Ford.
1: Great. Wonderful. Great. Everybody go find Arielle. She is fantastic. Yes. And, and we love her. And that's why we keep having her back. And oh. you'll come back again.
2: All right. Thanks, Can't guys. Wait. It's always fun to talk to you.
0: This is great. Uh, Arielle, thank you again. And honey, we are...
2: love you and you you know uh when i
1: let go i met you uh i did i let go that's how it happened people okay so trust in the universe
0: we do trust in the universe we trust
1: thank you peace love and bobby sherman everybody
0: have a great week (laughs) and we'll see you next week on done being single i'm shadow stevens with my friends trevor and robbie see you next week on done being single